Hello. Today I would love to speak to you about the power of Pentecost. Um, Pentecost is the most amazing day because it's the birth of the church. And at Pentecost we celebrate the birthday of the church and so I thought that I would bring along um, a present because God gave us a wonderful present at Pentecost. So I'm just going to unwrap it and see what it is. And it's a birthday cake. I thought that we would celebrate the birthday of the church. But this isn't any sort of idle bringing along of a cake because I want to show and demonstrate what happened at Pentecost actually with this cake. And so, sorry, just put that down there. And we put the candles on because the candles actually are extremely important. Do you remember the disciples were all gathered together in the upper room for fear of um, the Jews? And Jesus had told them to wait for the promise of the Father. And so these are very important to us. And I want us to see how this birthday cake gives us a picture of what happened um, at Pentecost. But first of all, I would like us to go back and see the background to Pentecost. Um, Jesus, at the beginning of his ministry, uh, John the Baptist identified Jesus as the baptizer in the Holy Spirit. He said, I baptize you with water, but there's one coming after me who will baptize you in the Holy Spirit and with fire. So here we are, John chapter 1, verse 32 and 33. And John bore witness, saying, I have beheld the Spirit descending as a dove out of heaven, and he remained upon him. And I did not recognize him, but he who sent me to baptize in water said to me, He upon whom you see the Spirit descending and remaining upon him, this is the one who baptizes in the Holy Spirit. And I, John, have seen and borne witness that this is the Son of God. And later on in Jesus' ministry, Jesus actually makes um, a promise to his disciples. And he says in John chapter 14, verse 16 and 26, verse 16, And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may be with you forever. You know, that word another means another of the same kind, or he will do um, in my absence what I would do if I was physically um, present with you. Verse 26, Jesus goes on to say, When the Helper comes, whom I will send you from the Father, the Spirit of Truth, who proceeds from the Father, he will bear witness of me. The Holy Spirit always points to Jesus, glorifies Jesus, um, helps us to become more like Jesus. And John 16, verse 7, Jesus goes on to say, But I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away, because if I do not go away, the Helper shall not come to you. But if I go away, I will send him to you. The disciples were distressed at the thought which Jesus told them that he would be mistreated, he would be crucified, and he would die. And he says the most amazing thing, it's to your advantage 
that I go away. If I don't, if I don't die, then the helper will not come to you. But if I do, if I go to the cross, the helper will come to you. Um, and he says, and if I go, I will send him to you. He makes an absolute promise. I will send him. But then Jesus commands his disciples to remain in the city. Here we see in Luke chapter 24, verse 49, after Jesus' resurrection, he tells them, he said, And behold, I am sending forth the promise of my Father upon you, but you are to stay in the city until you are clothed with power from on high. In Acts chapter 1, uh, verse 4 and 5, um, it uh, reinforces Jesus meets with his disciples again. Um, he says, wait for the promise of the Father, which you have heard of me. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days hence. But you shall receive power after that the Holy Spirit is come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses unto Jerusalem, Samaria, etc., etc., unto the uttermost parts of the earth. And we come to Acts chapter 2, where the most amazing thing happened. I am sure that they could never have imagined what would happen. And it says in Acts chapter 2, verse 1, And when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all together in one place. And suddenly there came from heaven a noise like a violent rushing wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. And there appeared to them tongues as of fire, distributing themselves, and they rested on each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit was giving them utterance. I want to go back to verse 1. And when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all together in one place. And this cake represents the one, the, the one body. They were one body. They were together. And so that represents the body of the believers. And it says that there was a noise like a violent rushing wind. You know, it was so loud that it brought a multitude rushing to see what was happening. Can you imagine um, Concorde, or, or I, I'm not really up to date with aeroplanes, but the ones that are so powerful, they make an enormous noise. And it must have been like that, and it filled the whole house where they were. And verse 3, And there appeared to them tongues as of fire, and so here we see the tongues of a fire, the fire of God comes upon them. Now we, uh, we remember that they were born again because in John 20, Jesus had uh, on the eve of his resurrection, he said he met with them and he breathed on them and he said, receive ye the Holy Spirit. At that time they were born again, they had received the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. But then the fire of God comes upon them at Pentecost. And this mighty fire ignites um, the, the oil that is within them. So it came upon each one of them. Imagine yourself as one of these. As the fire of God comes upon them, they are a light with, um, 
It's an outward manifestation. You see, when they received the Holy Spirit and were born again, there was no real outward manifestation. But when the fire of God came down from heaven, it ignited them because, you know, there were two um, physical things that happened that people could witness. Um, they had, um, they spoke with tongues, first of all, and also you'd seen the fire. The fire had come upon them, and then they spoke with tongues. People could see and hear the effect of the fire of God coming from heaven upon them. And at Pentecost, God gave us the most amazing gift of the Holy Spirit who came to infill us. And it was for all. Not one was left out. God wants everyone to receive this wonderful blessing. They received the amazing blessing of being born again after Jesus was raised from the dead. But there was a second event which happened at Pentecost. And the Holy Spirit gives us power. And first of all, the first power that was evident is the power to pray. They prayed in tongues. They spoke out the mysteries of God. They proclaimed the mighty acts of God in languages that they had never, ever learned. And so the Holy Spirit gives us power to pray powerfully and effectively. Otherwise, we're weak in prayer. And so in my personal life, the gift of, the, of tongues um, is a gift that I treasure most highly. It's had an enormous effect on my life. You see, for me, praying in tongues has placed me in a position to be able to hear the Holy Spirit more readily, to be more sensitive to his promptings. Um, I just want to give you an illustration of how the Holy Spirit can alert us when in fact our minds don't know, but he's alerted us in our spirits. And we need to yield to the prompting of the Holy Spirit. Derek and I, with some friends, we were in America, and we were traveling along the freeway. We had no idea that anything was wrong. But suddenly, we all felt impressed to pray in tongues. And we prayed, and we prayed, and we prayed, and we prayed. And whilst we were praying, suddenly there was a violent shaking of the car. I saw the steering wheel shake like that. And um, Derek pulled the car over to the, the hard shoulder. And we got out to see what on earth had happened. The tire had blown out. We'd had a burst tire. Now, I'm told that when that happens at speed, then the car careers out of control. And so I said to Derek, oh, wow, I was amazed at your strength that you kept the car steady because, I mean, the whole thing was shaking violently. And he said, oh, no, he said, I was barely holding the steering wheel. The Holy Spirit of God saved our lives on that day. So I urge you, you know, pray in the Spirit. Be sensitive to the promptings of the Holy Spirit. It could save your life or the life of a member of your family. And then Jackie Pollinger has been a great influence in helping me to pray in the Spirit, to pray in tongues, um, because I identified with her. She'd been baptized in the Holy Spirit. She was in Hong Kong. She'd been there for two years. 
And um, she was thrilled and she received the baptism of the Holy Spirit and spoke in tongues. And then the people who prayed for her spoke to her later on and said, have you been praying? Oh, no, she said, because I don't understand what I'm saying. Anyway, they urged her to pray for 15 minutes every day in tongues, whether she felt like it or not. So I decided that I would do the same. And I began to find that when I spoke to people, God began to open an opportunity to share about the Lord Jesus Christ. And then Gloria Copeland has also been a great influence uh, when I um, listened to her tape series on walking in the spirit, where God had told her to pray for one hour in the spirit every single day. And when I did that, I became really sensitive to the voice of the spirit. And it activated um, the gifts of the Holy Spirit in my life. And I found that uh, when I was at church, particularly, that just that... I would know that I know things. Um, it was the, the word of knowledge, and it just came so easily. And I remember that uh, I was embarrassed, really, to, to give it, but I said that there's, there's um, a, a lady here who is um, in adultery, um, and that God has said, you've, you've got to stop this because this is going to ruin your life and maybe even bring you to the brink of suicide. It's so dangerous for you, this liaison that you have. Um, and a lady had come into the back of the church. We didn't know who she was. Um, and she went back to her vicar and said, the most amazing thing happened to me. I just happened to walk into this church. I don't know why I went. I sat at the back. And this woman, who doesn't know who I am, um, looked straight at me, and honestly, I don't remember, and told me all about myself and that I had to get out of this relationship. And she repented, and she, she broke that relationship, and God blessed her. Um, because the, the, the pastor actually phoned up my, my pastor. And also in 1995, I was just praying in tongues, and suddenly I felt such a concern for my brother, and it was from the very depth of my being, and I was, it was like the Holy Spirit took hold of with me against that thing that had come against my brother. Now, at that time, we weren't really sort of in very much touch with each other, but um, in later years, I asked him what happened in 1995. Well, he was having a heart operation, and I had no idea. But I know that his life was in the balance, and I know that God saved him. And then, um, you've, I know you've heard me speak about Brother Hagen. And um, at midnight, he was woken, um, and he thought someone was in the house, but he checked, and there was nothing there. And then he went back to bed, and he said, Lord, what is it? And the Lord um, it just impressed on him, just pray in tongues, just pray in tongues. And he prayed in tongues for one and a half hours, but he felt that a family member was in great danger, that a family member was actually on the point of death. Anyway, he prayed it through till he got a note of victory. And that's what I, I wanted to say also. Pray and pray until you get that note of victory, you get that, that laugh, that rejoicing, or that releasing um, that you will experience when the, the prayer has been completed and answered. 
And the very next day, his sister phoned. She was absolutely hysterical. He could hardly understand what she said, but the, the upshot of it was that his eldest brother, whom he'd lost touch with, um, was in a hospital miles and miles away. He had a broken back, and the doctors had um, said that uh, he would most probably die. And this was a little lady who'd been visiting her husband and had also kind of taken um, Brother Hagen's uh, brother under her wing. And she was phoning and the sister was absolutely hysterical. And he said, no, no, it's, it's all right. And he said, as he was speaking to her, God told him that uh, his brother would be out of hospital in three days and he would be completely healed. And the sister said, oh, this is rubbish, he's going to die. He said, no, no, it's going to be all right. I've prayed. God has given us the answer. And um, not so very long ago, um, I received some shocking news. And the effect of that news actually was to put me, I've never felt so in shock in my life. I couldn't think straight. Fear gripped my heart. And I thank God for the gift of the Holy Spirit, for the precious gift of times, because my mind had gone out to lunch. It was non-functioning. It really was. And so I just started, I yielded. I said, oh, Holy Spirit, help me. And I started praying in tongues, and it felt very dry, but I just, I just lay my head on the table, and I just prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed in tongues. And I felt that the Holy Spirit empowered me to go on praying and praying and praying for an hour and a half, but honestly, it only felt like 30 minutes. At the end of that prayer, I just knew that I knew that all would be well, that I was filled with peace and strength and joy. I was laughing. I mean, I'd gone from absolute despair to rejoicing and almost dancing before the Lord. And do you know, no one, absolutely nobody knew that I had received such shocking news. And of course, um, all was well. And so praying in the Spirit, sometimes the Holy Spirit uh, does take hold of together with us um, against burdens. Like this pulpit, I couldn't possibly move it. But I would, if a very strong man came along and the two of us picked it up, he'd obviously have 99% of the weight, I could move it. And it's like that in prayer when the Holy Spirit comes alongside and helps us. By the way, the, the Holy Spirit helps us to pray. He doesn't pray for us. But you know, there are other times which I've mentioned when we must enter into the Spirit ourselves. Um, we were on holiday at my, my brother's father's, um, sorry, um, Derek's father's house, and I was just watching the seagulls, and they are amazing birds to watch. And it would like they'd be flap, 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 flap their wings, and then they would get into a current of wind, and they would just glide, and it was just so easy. And you know, it's like that. If we start by praying in tongues, and we may feel... You know, we don't feel like it, we feel tired, but then suddenly it's like we're in the flow of the Holy Spirit, and it's so easy. And when I've been praying in the Spirit like that, and, and I know many people too, if I've been confused about anything, I don't know what to do, I just sit and I pray and I ask, Holy Spirit, help me. And I trust him to give me the words, and I pray in the Spirit. And then I find that I do have the wisdom of the Lord, and I thought, why? I never thought of that. And it's the answer to my, um, my problem. 
And I want to read you Romans 8, verse 26 and verse 27. And in the same way, the Spirit also helps our weakness, for we do not know how to pray as we should, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is, because he intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. And that help means he um, takes hold of together with us against that problem because we don't know how to pray as we should. Now, supposing you want to pray for somebody that maybe you've seen on the news or um, even a family member, but you don't know their deepest needs. And actually, God isn't necessarily going to tell you. God doesn't share secrets of other people necessarily. It's only in very special cases. He, he isn't a gossip. And so the most amazing thing is that when we're praying in tongues, we can pray by the power of the Holy Spirit, the perfect will of God for that person. Because it says, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us and he will intercede through us with groanings too deep, too deep for words. Sometimes there's a prayer, or when you've been praying in, in, in tongues, you, you just groan and groan and groan till you get that release. Because um, Paul said that I, um, uh, I labor again for you, that the Christ be formed in you. So it's, it feels like a labor. And God can um, pray perfectly for that person because it says, and he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he, the Holy Spirit, intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. You know, when we feel weak um, praying for someone or for a situation, I don't know about you, but when you look at the news, you think, how can I pray? However can I pray? But the Holy Spirit knows how to pray. And what we need to say is, Holy Spirit, help me. Then trust him. He will give you the words. He will give you the utterance as he gave the, the disciples in the early church. He will give you those words. Just start praying and he will help you. You see, the gift of tongues is a very personal prayer language. It gives us the most amazing privilege also of communing spirit to spirit with the Father, bypassing the smallness of our minds. And Jesus said, God is spirit and those who worship him in spirit, um, those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. And Jesus had um, said in Mark 16, this is just as he's leaving his disciples, you know, he says that you will cast out demons. Um, and he said, those who believe in my name, they will speak with new tongues. This was important to Jesus. It's, it's not just a frippery, it's an important gift that God has given us. And then Paul tells us, um, who wrote uh, a large part of the New Testament. He tells us in 1 Corinthians 14, 5, Now I wish that you all spoke in tongues. 1 Corinthians 4, 14, 18. He says, I thank God I speak in tongues more than you all. And he was speaking, he did it privately. And when I pray in tongues, my spirit prays. 1 Corinthians 14, 14 tells us that. My spirit prays. I speak to God, not to men. 
1 Corinthians 14 verse 2. I speak mysteries, 1 Corinthians 14 2. I edify myself, it's like recharging a battery. Um, I edify myself, 1 Corinthians 14 4. And Jesus um, in, uh, in John 7 verse 38 and 39, he said on the last day, um, he said, he who believes in me, as the scripture said, from his innermost being shall flow rivers of living water. By this he spoke of the Holy Spirit, whom those who believed in him were to receive. For the Spirit was not yet given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. Therefore, rivers of living water flow out from my innermost being when I pray in the Spirit. They flow out of you when you pray in the Holy Spirit. You know, remember, Jesus paid an awful price to save us and to bless us with the Holy Spirit and this precious gift of tongues. And it makes a way for the other gifts to flow. Would you like to receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit? I just want to read to you from Acts. Acts chapter 2, verse 32, 33, 38, and 39. This is, Peter is speaking to the crowd that are there. And this Jesus, God has raised up of which we are all witnesses, therefore being exalted to the right hand of God and having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, he poured out this which you now see and hear. Then people said to them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Because the promise is to you and to your children and to all who are afar off, as many as the Lord God calls to himself. I'm going to pray for you. The promise is for you. God wants to fill you with his Holy Spirit. The Spirit has been poured out. So dear Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord Jesus, I ask you to baptize these dear ones in your Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus Christ, receive the Holy Spirit of God. Amen. God bless you. Start speaking. Just start speaking those words that come from the very depths of your being.